Good evening, Melbourne, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Friday evening, the Friday, the 28th of July. I'm Sam Hennett, of course, joined along by Jerry Un, Jason Evans, and Liam Cole. Good guys. evening, guys. It's going to be a massive show and a massive weekend of sports ahead. Uh, I mean, we have to just go to the elephant in the room. Um, in a big Friday night footy tonight. And He's <laughs> to my the jumper, listeners. <laughs> brand new jumper number 30 on the back, Charlie Curnow. Um, Show camera. <laughs> we do have a camera in the studio. He's going we'll to get up on the chair. Instagram story as well. Um, we certainly will. So, yes, big game. Carlton Collingwood tonight at the MCG. Nerves are running high, so <laughs> I'm going to be a bit edgy out of the shows, just as a fair warning, um, because uh, oh, this is as big as it gets. Um, biggest home and away football clash of the year you and the nervous. Friday night stage. You look nervous, Sammy boy. Oh, I'm <laughs> been nervous all week, but it's uh, now that we're all on air. All week. And now it that we're on air. escape his head. I know, I know. And uh, it's, it's going to be a theme through the show today, I think. Um, but uh, good evening to you and we'll get straight into the news, Jerry, and uh, a sad footy story, especially for you, um, and the retiring of uh, Jack Siebel. Oh, it's very sad. I was about to... Start crying. I haven't seen the um, the footage of his um, retirement speech, but I heard it was very emotional. So we'll save it uh, for a personal moment later. But yeah, don't want to be bawling my eyes out on air anyway. Um, <laughs> so the former captain Jack Zebel will retire at the season's end. So currently he's on 276 games. Um, kicked 183 goals for the club. He was captain from 2017 to 2022 for 111 games. So just incredible person. And he was also a Rising Star nominee in 2009. So here's what he said today in his retirement speech. So on one hand, it's always a hard decision to give up the one thing you love the most. But on the other, I think my body will thank me for it. From the time I walked into the place, I felt right at home. I've made some amazing lifelong friendships and connections. This is a special place and I always cherish being part of the club. And he also said we might come back um, to those finals wins in 2014-15 very soon. So, yeah, those were some of my childhood memories and Jack Zebel was one of them. So, yeah, it's very sad to see and, yeah, <laughs> too much. He actually is getting quite oh, a Oh, no. no. I'm not going to cry, but, like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it is one hell of a career, Jack yeah. Zebel. Especially when, and always respect one club players. Uh, yeah, I remember when uh, um, Simo retired yeah. from yeah, Carlton. Yeah, and yeah, that that was that was hard because uh, you, you want them to do well and you respect them for not leaving you yeah, playing by someone else. So to for a player to respect the, the club as much as you do as a fan, because mm. there's no one that respects and cares for more the club than the fan itself. So when you see someone that matches that, someone that plays for the club, um, it is very. But uh, I don't know. We're gonna see. Uh, um, this is, might be the first or second tough, retiree. It might also be a tough leadership void over at North Melbourne with his mm. retirement too. Mm. Well, he stepped away from the captaincy end of last year, so you've got Luke McDonald and um, Simkin as co-captains, and you know youngsters stepping up like Larkey to the leadership group. So, yeah, exciting times there with the midfield crop with Wardlaw and Sheasel coming through. Yeah, Zebul, tough as nails. You wouldn't want to run in him because he would absolutely squash you alive. He's just a champion <laughs> of the club. And as you said, leadership void there. So Lukey McDonald and Jai Simkin will have to step up there. 
All right. Uh, the next story uh, we'll go through tonight. Uh, well, the uh, it's a massive in the world of uh, boxing, which we don't actually cover too often. Uh, the world of boxing, but there is a massive title fight that's going to kick off on Sunday, and of course it is the Errol Spence Jr. and Terence Crawford. Uh, they meet uh, to crown an undisputed welterweight champion. Uh, the fight is a meeting of arguably the two best pound-for-pound fighters in the sport and has been uh, years in the making. The two will throw down in the main event at a Showtime pay-per-view at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas on Sunday. Crawford 39-0 uh, with 30 knockouts is the current WBO welterweight champion and has held world titles at both lightweight and junior welterweight, becoming an undisputed at 140 pounds. He's long, became, long been considered one of boxing's absolute top talents, but was held back uh, from the biggest fights at welterweight by his long affiliation with top rank with the with most of the elite 147 pound fighters operating under the premier boxing champions banner, so it's one of those things. It's uh, when it's 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 a bizarre thing. Imagine if you had two AFL like AFL and half the teams played on under AFL B and they could reverse each other. It's just because they're under a different uh, company, which would be annoying. Uh, so finally, you get to see a big uh, boxing clash like that. Yeah, he played. Ben Horn, didn't he, a couple of years ago? And Ben Horn had nothing for him, had no answers. So yep. he's on fire, Crawford. So I expect him to win. Yep. Look forward to that. And uh, there we go. <laughs> I have to, I have to find it. <laughs> uh, Jerry, you've got some swimming during the way. Australians doing really well in the pools. Yeah, they have. Um, obviously, the Fukuoka champs are heating up. We've had a few medals as well. So obviously, the 2016 gold medal. Um, Carl Chalmers, so he was seventh leading to the last um turn, and then he powered home to win that world champs in the hundred meter freestyle. So he ran forty seven, or not ran, he swam. He swam. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, I don't know if he that quick in the water. Anyway, I swam forty seven point one five seconds, and then also Kaylee McEwen, the Olympic champ as well, added a second gold to her tally. So she. Um, ran a national record of 27... Oh, no, I keep saying ran. Swam 27.08 in the 50-metre backstroke final. So that adds another gold medal to the tally. And also the women's 4 by 200 metre freestyle swam a 737.50 in eclipsing the, their own world record by almost two seconds. So it just shows how strong Australian swimming is at the moment. And with Paris coming up next year, it's going to be... You know, hard to beat the Aussies there. Yep. Uh, the Bledisloe Cup will also be on Saturday night. The Wallabies versus the All Blacks. Uh, and Australia hasn't won it since 2017. So how do, how do you rate us, Liam? Uh, I think Michael Hooper is a great captain, isn't he? He's been playing well for the Waratahs for almost a decade. So it's on our home turf, which helps. But, um, you know, got nothing to lose, really. And, you know, we can't play defensive. We have to really attack because we've got nothing to lose. The All Blacks are expected to win. But um, you never know. Eddie Jones, new coach, um, very good coach. So we'll see. All right. Well, that'll be the MCG tomorrow night. Um, don't know when the last time they played it there, but the last time was here was at Marvel. So uh, interesting to see how big the t- crowd turns up there on uh, Saturday night. Uh, and the last thing, uh, the, the women's uh, VFLW have a grand final 
on sun, uh, Sunday afternoon at 12.10. Collingwood will face Port Melbourne at ETU Stadium. So VFL, of course, kicking off as well. Uh, when we come back, uh, we'll delve right into uh, the fifth test um, at the Oval, uh, day two tonight. Um, delve into that. We currently retain the Ashes, but... Uh, We'll see how this this one goes over there, see, see if they'll be more uh, frustrated or happy by the end of it, the England fans. Um, They're not listening content. to the show, are they? No, so. probably not. <laughs> All right, um, so we can probably be a bit more unfiltered now. Yeah. <laughs> it got off to a good day one, I can't deny that. Were you watching, Liam? Yes, I was. 3am. It was um, pretty tough, but... Um, Braver man than me. We'll break it down <laughs> following this. Yep. And then, of course, the FIFA Women's World Cup. Not not what we wanted mm. to see with the Matildas last night. We will delve into that. And then a big AFL right, round 19, Friday night footy. All that and more on the sports desk. It's going to be a massive show. Uh, that's all ahead uh, right here on Sin. The presets talk like that on the sports desk. And your Friday evening... It's time to get into the fifth tests. Come on, Ozzy, come on, come on. Come on, Ozzy, come on. Uh-oh. What's uh-oh? What's going That's on? That's what the English are doing right now. Did you <laughs> see the innings on day one? I just realised you were impersonating the song. Sorry. Certainly I thought was. you were generally just saying uh-oh. <laughs> oh, okay, go on. Well, you got to get get used to get used to some fun little in jokes with me on the show. So the Ashes started off last night, and uh, England did get off to a reasonably good start. Uh, they were at one point one hundred and eighty one for three. It was Liam. Yes, yes, and then. What was it, 7 for 99 after Mo and Ali got out? Yeah, it, it got quite grim. So Mo and Ali was kind of your circuit breaker in terms of uh, <laughs> Australian momentum because there was a good partnership going about with Ali and it, uh, and Brooke, yep. who ended up making 85 overall, the Iron Man of the England in, in England innings, I would say. He was caught by Smith eventually. But when Ali, f- Ali fell, Root went for five, bowled out by Hazelwood. Stokes went out for three, bowled out by Stark, and Bess was bowled out for four, bowled by Hazelwood. There was some incredible bowling going on, Liam. Yeah, I felt like Pat Cummins was sensational. He really set the tone. I think he was the pick of the bowlers, which was quite strange because he only got one for 66. But mm. he got a couple drop catches. So Carey dropped Brook on five, oh, went geez. on to make 85. 85. Yep, went for the one-hander. Obviously, it's tough. I mean, that ball's flying past. So... And then Duckett was dropped by David Warner. That was a pretty much a dolly. Perfect <laughs> height. Um, obviously, easy to say on the cheap seats. But normally, from his standards, he probably would have taken that. But, um, yeah, I think sort of 50-50 game. One for 61, not bad. Another start from Warner, 24. 24 off 52. And I think Kawaja, where's he sitting at? He's 75, tw- 20 off 75, something like that. That's not bad. He's hanging in there. Um, Slow but, start, though, yeah. I'd say. Yeah, it's um I think it gave a bit more seam for Hazelwood and and Cummins. That was the probably the best I've seen Cummins bowl for a while now and he's had to play every test because he's a skipper and you can't really rest him. So really interesting. Well, I think that Murphy played really well as well, chipping in mm. with two for 22 there. Because his, his first over was a wicket, by the way, which is super exciting to see. Yeah, I didn't see much of it last night, um, unfortunately. But considering... They were thinking of playing Marsh and Green both all-rounders and not having a spinner. I think having that spinner adds that extra element 
which, you know, Murphy provided. We proved it right there. Yeah. He got the circuit breaker and that just led to raining wickets. I think Australia's key tonight is to bat slowly just because Kawaj is still finding his rhythm and he likes, you know, just facing the majority of balls for now. And even Marnus likes to take a bit of time to develop his innings. So if those two can form a formidable partnership, then hopefully we can take a first innings lead of, you know, 50 would be nice regardless. Well, well Liam, that's what Jerry's hoping we get. What are the likelihood of that happening? Oh. They, they, they have the good innings every once in a while. <laughs> They've probably had that one good innings throughout the whole series but normally they're not quite hitting the, the heights that we know we, they yeah. can achieve. I mean, last test, there was a lot of starts, a lot of 50s and 40s, but we really need someone to make a big score like Zach Crawley did last test. So the weather isn't looking that great, but um, <laughs> oh, here we go yeah, again. just oh, on no. selection, I, I think bringing a, a spin-up gives more balance to the side. I wasn't really surprised with Cameron Green getting out. You can't really drop Mitch Master after his form. And he's bowled pretty well as well, Mitch Mars. So um, really interesting stage of the game. But as I said, they really need a partnership here. And that's the Ashes, Sam. That is the Ashes. All right. Well, uh, for the last time then maybe. Come Until on, Aussie, come on. Until, oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, we'll be reviewing sad. the final very, few days, unless it gets rained out. Yeah. Well, see, just quickly, though, I, I was just thinking about that. This is probably the only sport where you'd have to stop because of the rain. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and it does seem ridiculous. One? Can you can oh. you not just... All right. It's extreme. I saw them play no. golf in rain the other day. It's extremely dangerous for the fast bowlers running in a mile and then... You know, bowling on a so if really wet pitch. all muddy and all that. Yeah. It could just bounce horizontally or something. I mean, like. local cricket, we just play in rain. <laughs> it's extremely dangerous. You slip over. There's mud everywhere on the pitch. It's a disaster. I don't know, but, but f- footy's saying, did you think about it? Yeah. Flying it's, in. It's a summer sport. In like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well, it serves England right for playing it in their uh, fake summer. Yeah. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Sam said it, we didn't. <laughs> Piers uh, Morgan. <laughs> Thank you, Piers Morgan. He doesn't know how the weather works. Jeez. Oh. All right, when we come back, Women's World Cup. Miltildas um, will review that game, and the game's coming up this weekend. This is the Sports Desk on Sin. Tame Impala, patience on the sports desk. And uh, we're not getting Describe into why yet. you played that song, Sam. Um, I don't know. It's a nice calm before the storm, before we get into the AFL a bit later. Friday night footy nerves. Just need, just need some patience before tonight. But uh, it's time now to talk about the Women's World Cup. And we'll begin with the women's, uh, the Matildas, of course. Uh, tough game last night um, in Brisbane. Massive crowd. Great to see. Almost 50,000 there at uh, um, Lang Park last night. But the result is not what we wanted, Jerry. Um, went down, well, it was almost, um, well, 2 3. 3 2, sorry. Nigeria's way. Um, 
it was a must win for us. And we're just saying off air, Jerry, what, what is Nigeria's rank compared to Australia's? Oh, they're 30 places behind Australia. So, yeah, yeah it's not, not great. So good. We should have won that game and it puts us in a difficult position. Uh, I think it was a really, really frustrating game uh, for us. And I still think uh, the coach has been too slow to adapt to uh, our forwards being out and Sam Kerr uh, and the game style of just hitting up the the headers uh, was just, it, well, it was Kerr's game, but uh, with, without her being there, um, they haven't adapted as much. And I think the coach being so stubborn and not bringing on someone with 10 minutes to go. And you've seen when Alex Chidiak come on, how much of a spark and difference it made. It was just too late, too silly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um a lot of mistakes uh, from Australia. After a great, uh, interesting first half, uh, Emily Van Egmond uh, scoring just before half time. It looked all right. Um, and then <laughs> right on the brink of the, the half time whistle, uh, they draw it up. Um, so and this then game from was played on, on a knife's edge, was it, Sam? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So they got two goals in the second half, Nigeria, and then one <laughs> Kennedy, Alana Kennedy, uh, gets a header in with a plus ten in the ninety. So the goalie uh, came out as well. So for ten sure. minutes of extra time. Yeah, how strange. did it go that long? Just injury stoppages. Wow, um, wow, and uh, in, in, injuries and in stoppage time as well. So they would have uh, no, but it was plus plus ten. It went to eleven minutes. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. That's a rarity, I feel, isn't it? Well. In the Men's World Cup last year, that was they were often. very precise on the times and there were a lot of times that were added on to games that usually just wouldn't get picked up because they were so... Um, uh, what's the word? Uh, it's not necessarily strict, but it was just they were being yeah. very time conscious. Yes, whereas probably mm, some other games, not World Cup games, it probably wouldn't last as long. But well, uh, they recognized, They're obviously recognising the stakes there in that occasion. But, yeah, that's yeah, interesting to hear. Jerry, how do you feel the game go for you? Well, I think after um, Kano from Nigeria scored, um, after straight after Van Egmont, I think the Aussies looked very flat coming out during the second half, and it just showed they kept losing possession. You know, in that like right hand, right wing, yep. um, and yep. when Osiala scored that goal, seventy second minute, that in behind run, like who was marking her? Yeah, we had two Matildas there. Yep. Um, and it's just frustrating to see because our team's got so much talent and I feel like um, to not make a knockout stage, you know, this World Cup possibly could, you know, be... It could be, yeah. yeah, it would be an absolute disaster in, in a home World Cup where we played so well in recent years mm. Even to not match the standards. Well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well, that, I keep arcing back to the, the Sweden game uh, I went to at Amy Park um, not too long ago before. Um, and it was like watching a completely different side. Mm. Um, so the pressure's going to get to him. The pressure's going to get to him even more now that it all means Tuesday makes an interesting thing when we face Canada. Uh, I just Have you been monitoring their form recently? Canada? Yes. So Canada played a game with Ireland that um, I don't exactly... They drew with ah. Nigeria. Okay, yep. In a, yeah. So I, I think maybe, I mean, other teams are playing as well. As well. So Nigeria playing out of their skin as well for what their ranking is. So uh, when it comes to a World Cup, you never know what, what will happen. So uh, uh, disappointing for Australia. We'll go through uh, a few of the other recent results the last couple of days. So uh, we'll start off where we left off 
during the weekend on Tuesday. Colombia defeated Korea Republic 2-0. New Zealand uh, went down to Philippines 1-0. Switzerland and Norway drew 0-0. On Wednesday, Japan defeated Costa Rica 2-0. Spain defeated Zambia 5-0. Um, they look very scary. Uh, here we go. There is Canada defeated uh, the Republic of Ireland 2-1 on Wednesday. Uh, on Thursday, the USA and the Netherlands drew 1-1. Portugal defeated Vietnam 2-0. Um, and then today, the results from today, um, it was Argentina drew 2-2 with South Africa, Dunedin Stadium today. England... Um, Sorry, yeah, England will play Denmark tonight at 6.30 at Sydney Football Stadium. Uh, China will verse Haititi tonight at 10pm uh, at Hindmarsh Stadium. On Saturday tomorrow, Sweden will verse Italy at 5.30. France will play Brazil at 8pm at Brisbane Stadium. Uh, Panama will verse Jamaica at 10.30 in Perth. On Sunday, Korea Republic will verse Morocco at 2.30 at Hindmarsh Norway will verse the Philippines at 5pm at Eden Park. Switzerland will verse New Zealand 5pm at Dunedin as well. And Germany and Colombia will play 7.30 Sunday night uh, at Sydney Football Stadium. Just quickly, what are some other things you've noticed from uh, the Women's World Cup um, that you just want to give a shout-out to? Um, maybe just quickly, that Brazil goal against Panama. So I think it was one of the strikers... In the, what would have been, I think her name was Ari in the 20th minute. So one of the wingers would have got the ball like kind of close to the yard box. And then she dribbled a few, few defenders and then backhilled it back to Ari, the striker. And then she finessed it home. So yep. I thought that was a wonderful play and everyone got a, got behind that one. Yep. And uh, in, that, in Spain's 5-0 win, I saw a volley like I've never seen. It was insane how far it went. So, Liam, you've got any exciting yeah, things? Yeah, just well done to New Zealand for winning their first World Cup game, wasn't it, last week? So, yep. that was good to see. See how they go. We'll We've been talking so much about Australia because there's games here, but we forget it's a home World Cup for them as well. So, it'll be interesting to see uh, how they go for the rest of the competition. It'll be... Oh, and who not they have great coming on... up again? New Zealand? New Zealand. Second Switzerland. Look, Switzerland it is. Mm. Okay. Sunday. So where would they rank there? Ooh, I'd say Switzerland are probably favourite to win. Yeah, they should win that one. Right. So, yeah, but it would be would be in not a great situation if New Zealand got through the group stage and we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's still home territory, what can I oh, say, not but us, not so. for Australia. So. so everything down to Tuesday then for the Matildas. So uh, I think they have some work to do. And then before, after we went off air on Monday, uh, there was an, two concussions. So Mary Fowler didn't obviously play last night. Um, and I think there was one other player that got ruled out due to concussion. What are they doing at training that they're getting concussions? Practicing too many headers, yeah. I think. They should play yeah. that. Yeah. behind not. Jamie Vardy type plays um, yep. that Leicester used to do. All right. Well, that's the Women's World Cup. Exciting. Um, oh, it, I think Australia will be so flat if we do so because we're, they're expecting. Maybe it is the pressure on them. Come on, Australia. Sam's well. flat enough. Let's liven him up a little bit. Oh, wait, the AFL preview's next. Whoops. Sorry, <laughs> I misspoke. Oh, no. I misspoke. You're listening to the sports desk. Go on, Sin. Let's just get it over with, Sam. Come on. You've got a game to get to. Let's go yep. to Matilda's. Friday Night Footy, we'll be discussing it next here on the Sports Desk. 
The Strokes last night on the sports desk on your Friday evening. And uh, it's massive. It's time now for the AFL preview. And a big, massive clash have we been alluding to throughout the show. Friday night footy, it is Collingwood and Carlton from the MCG, Australia's biggest rivals in sport um, and one of the biggest home and away games of the season. And uh, What's Channel 7 got to say, Sam? Well, yes, this is the footy focus from Channel 7 and uh, as we build up to a massive game tonight. There you go. Well, that trauma was definitely alive and real last year if you were a sports desk listener. And then, I, on, the, and then on the following day, you came yes. in to three Essendon supporters ready to roast the Avalanche. <laughs> yes, I came in to face the music. That was one of the harshest things oh, in football. That. that podcast is available on our <laughs> podcast feed. Check it out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get it. Sports Desk's in. Two hours and nine minutes to Collingwood and Carlton at the G. Ins and outs. Uh, the only change for Collingwood, Bobby Hill comes out with illness. Carlton that have named right. Adam Chera, Caleb Marshbank, Jack Martin, Mark Pittanet, Matthew Owies and Patrick Cripps. Out, Ed Kuno, Jack Silvani, Josh Honey, Lachlan Cowan, Lewis Young, Paddy Dow and Sam Walsh. Yeesh, the casualties, so, Sam. Yep, cash, um, couple of changes there. Losing uh, Jack Silvani and Sam Walsh last week. Not really ideal, uh, but uh, Cripper was always going to come back with the, the rest off with Chera. Um, do I wish we had a full side to face this big team tonight? Yes. Uh, but I think the way we've been playing the last couple of weeks, uh, breaking records, you know, five games over 50 points, five games in a row. We haven't done that for a while. Oh, all harping back to round 23. Jerry, what do you think about this big title fight? I think it'll be a very interesting game because the Blues have a few big ins like, you know, Chera, Cripper, uh, Martin as well, and then also a few outs such as Silvani, Walsh, um, you know. So it's kind of like-for-like approach. Collingwood have got Bobby Hill out, so that's interesting there. I think it'll be a very close game similar to last year, so it just depends on who's going to come out in that third quarter, so the premiership quarter. That's where the game's going to yep. be won, I reckon. Got to play for 120 minutes, um, and you've got, got to bring that pressure game that we've done for the last couple of weeks because we can match it with... because it's their game style. We've seen Port Adelaide try to quash them last week but couldn't do it for long enough. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah, <laughs> very nervous. Liam? Yeah, so as you said, the Blues are the third best pressure team in the competition in the past six weeks. So they'll wow. need to keep that up for the whole game, not just one quarter, if they have any chance of being the Pies. Obviously, Mackay is a big loss, and I think Darcy Moore will do a pretty good job on Kerno. So I think the Pies too strong. Jason, we've already spoken to Jerry. Oh, Pies should win for me. Oh, I sorry. wanted his prediction. Yes, okay. <laughs> Sam Manhattan, I look at you directly in the eye. <laughs> CM Punk drops pipe bombs. What? MJF drops nukes, and there's nobody on the level of the devil. Sam Manhattan. Collingwood drop napalms. Collingwood for me. I hope they napalm the Blues tonight. <laughs> okay. That's, I don't know. It's, it's just like he breathes and his whole brainwave comes out. It's uh, trying to dissect it. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, it's a cryptic game. Didn't Carlton know what Collingwood. Going there. <laughs> I'll explain it off. Um,. Well, I can't not tip against this. Uh, so the blues just for you. Blues. What, what are you saying, Jerry? <laughs> yeah, the blues for you, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, and I've got the chicken for it. Well, 
It all begins in two hours and six minutes. Oh, it's going to be a wild night at the G. But we move on to tomorrow afternoon, 1.45, GMHBA Stadium. That's Geelong hosting Fremantle. Fremantle uh, Geelong of name, Gary Rowan in, out, Mark O'Connor and Oslin, uh, sorry, Oisin Millen? Oisin. Oisin. Uh, Fremantle named James Aish out Ethan Stanley and Matthew Johnson. Uh, interesting one that uh, Fremantle <laughs> probably have a really terrible record at GMHBA, and their last couple of weeks have been not great, really not great. Uh, well, so I think I, th- I made the comment during the week that Fremantle are performing like as if you're watching stock prices plummet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of get in now. I reckon. Geelong uh. will just ice the cake on this one. Yeah. Probably, yeah. <laughs> I don't see any five for free. Is there any analysis we could break down, Liam? Well, that I mean, makes as it look I said better? before, Fremantle have only won two first quarters this year, so they just don't oh. turn up. So, and that's going to be even harder for them to score. So, the Cats are the hardest team to move the ball against in the past seven weeks. So, geez, they're they're going to have to win contested ball if they have any chance. So, I think the Cats. Jerry. I think the Cats will be too strong. Yep. Definitely the Cats. Uh, another big clash, 145 uh, at Mars Stadium in Ballarat. It's Western Bulldogs and the GWS Giants. Uh, an interesting one here. Uh, Western Bulldogs in Jason, Joe Hannison, Luke Cleary and Rory Lobb. Out, Buku Karmas, Ed Richards, Oscar Baker and Riley West. GWS have named Lachlan Keefe. Out, Josh Fahey and Nick Haynes. Giants have shown real promise into the eight now, seventh. And, uh, well, the Dogs, if they want any chance in a top four spot, it's going to be very hard for them, but uh, they're going to have to win this one. Ballarat ground suits them, Jerry, though. Mm. Yeah, they've played well in the past few years. I think beat Adelaide early on this year. So I think the Dogs should win with Johannesson and Lobb. They're huge ins. And Nick Haynes, the intercept mark, they mm. need that in the back line, especially with the tall timber of the Doggies. So that's a huge out for the Giants. I'll disagree with you a little bit there, Jerry. Rory Lobb is probably a good in for the mm. dogs, but I think he needs to step up a few extra levels to match the form of Norton and Hagen right now. Oh, that's a fair point. Modern rivals, uh, yep. GWS yeah, and Western are. Bulldogs, Battle of the Wests in a way. Um, <laughs> West you, Coast if left you out. stretch it out far enough and you squint a bit. It's a fair, fair call. Liam, your thoughts on this one? Well, I think the Bulldogs will have to find a matchup for Toby Green, who's in great form. So whether they go Bailey Dale or Ed Richards, who's a really good player, I'm not sure. Gold Coast couldn't find a good matchup. They tried Ben Long and Will Power, but, um, you know, three goals, four and three quarters, he was subbed out of the game. So I think the Bulldogs at Mars. Okay. Bulldogs Uh, for me. Dogs. I'm going to say... Dogs. Uh, Suns and the Brisbane Lions, 4.35. At, I just realised I haven't done my tips yet. Brisbane <laughs> Lions for me, Sammy. Uh, yeah, Brisbane v Gold Coast, Heritage Bank Stadium. The Q Clash, another big rivalry game this round. Um, in for the Gold Coast Suns, Malcolm Roses and Sean Lemons out. Ben Long, uh, Huega Awaya omitted. Jai Farrar, uh, Brisbane Lions. Uh, Will Ashcroft, of course, comes out with his uh, ACL. Disappointing. It's we talked about it at length on Monday, but that is it still hurts to Jerry, see that. Is there any fight at all in the Suns left? Surely for a big Q clash. Well, I feel like Ashcroft is a huge out with the ACL, and a few Brisbane midfielders haven't been performing to scratch this year. You got Jared Lyons, who's been in and out of a side, and also Devin Robinson hasn't had much of a run. So, if Neil is tagged by 
let's say, one of their Gold Coast... Like, Miller can play like-for-like like against him and negate him. I and mean, they're playing in Gold Coast, so you never know. The Q clash could um, turn the other way. Yeah, good point, Jerry. I think I expect David Swallow to go to Lockie Neal because every time a team doesn't tag Lockie Neal, he's basically best on the ground. So mm. if they have any chance, they have to go near Lockie Neal for the whole game. So I think the Lions will do a number on them. Yep, Lions for me. Uh, next game, Saturday night at uh, Marvel Stadium. 7.25, it's Essendon hosting the Sydney Swans. Essendon named Jai Menzi out, Jake Stringer, Jordan Ridley. Sydney have named uh, only one change, uh, Ryan Clark coming out as the sub. Jason. You're asking me. <laughs> Jason. Welcome back, Jai Menzi, into the side. That's nice to see. Essendon and Sydney are weirdly clutch. A lot of these yeah. games go very close. Normally, climbing Sid- the goalposts. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's his name? I was it Rampy? Rampy? I think Dan it was Rampy, Rampy. Yes. And then there was the goal after the siren, in 2017. Yep. Then Nick Hind in, in, uh, in the dying seconds last year. Oh, yeah. Normally, Sydney get the better of the bombers uh, in the close ones. Uh, it's do or die. Whoever loses this game is out of the finals race indefinitely. I would say. Uh, I, did, I was going to be a bit harsher on the Bombers and not call them Essendon and call them the Weak and Talentless Hacks, but Mason Redmond re-signed, <laughs> so that's great. So instead, I'm going to upgrade them to the microwave because uh, after five minutes, they're done. Sydney oh. for me. Oh, <laughs> oh no. So, yeah, Sydney v. the microwaves we've got on Jer- Saturday night. It's Jerry, exciting. your pick. Um, I think Sydney as well, just because Ridley um, is a huge out. So, it is, yeah. yeah. And Jake Stringer hasn't been doing much, even though he can be a big impact player, but he hasn't done too much, has he? Yeah, I'm pretty bullish on the Swans, as I've said, past couple of weeks. Um, Yeah, I think the Swans. Yeah, Yeah, Swans for me too. Uh, The next game, Saturday night. Wow, what a game this one is. Adelaide Oval. It is the showdown. Adelaide Crows and Port Adelaide. The Crows just coming back into a fight. Um... Looking like they, their form was really slipping away from any chance for a finals kind of appearance. And then Port, obviously we've seen their big run fall down and then a massive um, showdown last year where we saw an after-the-siren ball just curve through for Adelaide. Uh, so I think this is very massive, one of the best best games of the round. Uh, Mark Keane comes in for Adelaide. Max, Michael Annie, Rory Laird out, Braden Cook. Uh, Isaac Rankin and Jason Hatley and Nick Murray comes out. Uh, for Port Adelaide, it's Dante Vicente comes in. Darcy Byrne-Jones out. Scott Lysett, Travis Spoke and Willie Rioli. I don't know about this, Liam. I think Adelaide's casualties are going to put them in a bit of trouble in this one. Yeah, Rankin is a pretty big loss, isn't he? He had a great game against Melbourne last week. So I think even if the Crows don't make finals, I think... It's a pretty good year, and they've made a lot of improvements. So I'd expect the power to win, but you the never Crows, know with the, the showdowns, Crows don't did you? beat them last time earlier this mm. year. Yeah, and considering oh, so it was earlier this year. Yeah, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, they've done all right in the showdowns. Yeah. Recently. You never know what will happen in these ones. Mm. And considering Nick Murray's had a great year doing his ACL, mm. um, I think Sam Pal Pepper's going to have a field day against yep. the Adelaide Crows. All right. Uh, it's going to be a tough call, Sam. What do you want to do? I think I'm going to say Port Adelaide. I think losing Rankin 
I'll, with yeah. a goal kicker I'll like predict that. Port Adelaide too, but you never know. This is the game you never yep. know. Doesn't matter yeah, where it's are. even playing field. Like it's it's interesting that is Adelaide is fired up playing. But you can know these showdowns. Doesn't matter where these two are on the ladder. This is this is a massive game for both clubs. Uh, Sunday afternoon, Hawthorne v St Kilda, one ten, the MCG. Uh, sorry, sorry, Marvel Stadium. Yes, I'm sorry, Liam. This is a tough one to call. <laughs> uh, Hawthorne of name Braden Ryan. Uh, Cam McKenzie, Lachlan Bramble and Lloyd Meek out. Denver, Granger, Barras, Jack Scrimshaw, Carl Amon, Ned Long and Ned Reeves. St Kilda named Liam Stocker, Ryan Burns, Zane Cordy out. Bradley Hill, Dougal Howard, Jack Bytel and Jade Gresham. Interesting one. We'll start with you, Liam, on this one. Yeah. Only just getting past the... Uh, uh, no, sorry, that wasn't you. That was Hawks just, just missing out against the Tigers last week. Yeah, if the Saints played how they did last week. I don't think they'll win. I'm surprised Tom Campbell hasn't been brought up into the team. Marshall, as soon as they put him forward after three-quarter time, they almost doubled their scores. They made their forward line so much more dangerous. Um, It's going to be tough without Brad Hill and Dougal Howard as well. And on Jay Gresham's omission, I think that's probably the last time we see him in Saints colours. He might be heading to... The Blues? Icon Park, Sammy Boy. Yes, that'll be interesting. He was our exclusive interview on the Sports Desk Grand Final really? uh, appearance. Yeah, we Gosh, met him I the, forgot about the, that. That the, was a um, funny period of time. Hopefully so. he hasn't checked out. I'd be disappointed if he did. Yep. Mm. Jerry? I think Hawthorne for me, just because after what I saw last week with St Kilda, they can't play four quarter footy, yep. so full stop. <laughs> uh, I don't think Hawthorne have been exciting. Only just missing out to the Tigers last week, so I reckon there's just some fight in this hook. All right, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put it down to St Kilda but with a massive asterisk. Is that Hawthorne in a way more exciting? There's a lot more excitement coming out of the Hawks than the Saints for me. Three twenty MCG Sunday afternoon Richmond and Melbourne. Uh, Richmond have named out Matthew Coldheart as the sub coming out. Melbourne have named Harrison Penny and James Harms out. Ben Brown, Joel Smith, and Tom Sparrow. Interesting one, this one. I think if Richmond lose this, they're not making finals. And if they win, they make finals. And with Melbourne, with Grundy coming in, Petty, Harms, Hibbard, Spargo, adds another dimension to that team that we saw in 2021. There's a few premiership stars there. So I reckon Melbourne, if they get the jump early, then they should win comfortably. Can we take a moment to acknowledge the hysteria around Brody Grundy that's going on over the last two yeah, weeks? Yeah, well, he got told to go back to the VFL. <laughs> he got told to be go back to the VFL. Now, all of a sudden, the main narrative is, oh, a third club is you know, on the radar <laughs> of Brody Grundy. He might end up, he might not be a demon by next year. What the hell, Sam? Um, what no, on earth? It's just, it's just riding, riding for the sake of riding. <sighs> and I try to tune most of that out because most of it's rubbish. Yeah, like the Salem witch hunts in 1692. It's just insane. It's so he said, she said. Are you are you linking the year 12 books to this now? <laughs> what is this going? All right, Do you Melbourne not read books, people. Melbourne, if they want a top four spot, Melbourne Richmond, win if they me. want to play finals. This is one of those games. Interesting round with only, well, this is four games to go after this. So five games with this round included. Yeah, we are getting to the edge. The has a heart Scary. rate, Sam. <laughs> Increasing. Yeah. Melbourne for me. Melbourne. 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 
And the last game of the round, 440. Come on, Jerry. <laughs> Come on, Jerry. 440 at Optus Stadium's West Coast Eagles v North Melbourne. North Melbourne have not won in I don't know how many weeks. Since round two, wasn't it? <laughs> 18 weeks. And in, in <sighs> only a few of the games that they've played this year where they've won, they've completed WA. So I think North yeah. could go into this. Well, they should go into this favourites big time. Yeah, we are. Uh, changes. West Coast Eagles uh, in the Luke Edwards out. Luke Shuey, Sam Protescu, Seaton. North Melbourne name. Jai Simkin, Kane Turner, Robert Hansen uh, out. Cooper Harvey, Daniel Howes, Jack Siebel and Liam Shields. Oh, what would, would have been interesting... To see Jack Siebel play out in the last couple of games, yeah. why is he not playing? Is he injured? I think they're just managing him maybe to save him for like a final farewell game maybe the next few weeks. I think we've got Richmond um, and a few other Melbourne teams very soon. So That's interesting. Yeah. One of the games that you think might only be the last couple of wins you can get, you'd play him, wouldn't you? Yeah, sure. I'd play him. Well, Clarko's back, so he probably made that call. I actually saw him... Like, I walked past him the other day, so it was pretty funny. Interesting. Did you say hi? You, you should have demanded. Oh, he was in the coaches' boxes, yeah. Oh, anyway. of course. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but Robert Hansen Jr., I'm very excited for this young gun. We picked him up as a mid-season draft pick. He's a kind of half-forward that can play that, you know, like flying-type Cody Waitman role. He reminds me a lot of Lindsay Thomas with that left foot back in the early 2010s when North were, you know, flying. Um, so he might kick his first. <laughs> okay, go on. Go on. Right, we, we beat you in that 2014 elimination final. Yeah, so oh, I, yeah. I won't be hearing about that. Um, so, in saying that, I reckon West Coast will win. <laughs> no, no, oh, you haven't Jerry. done that. You're that cynical. No, Jerry. I'm going for the ruse this weekend. Yeah. If they lose, there's something wrong with their development. Surely, surely they win. Hmm. Sam and Liam all together now. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Roo, roo, roo. Kanga, Kanga, Kanga. Let's never do that again. I actually do Let's that. Let's never do that again. Okay, one hour and 52 minutes to Friday Night Footy tonight at the G. That is the AFL, and that is pretty much us for the sports desk on this Friday. I might laugh for minutes straight on air if West Coast win on Sunday. <laughs> oh. Please don't. In other news, Come by the way, I've got a new metal podcast coming out on Monday, so stay tuned to that. Talk the Great qu- Metal Standoff. Yep. Talk and us I'm quickly back. about your trip. Yes, I'm on assignment this weekend for In Pit Lane. We're going down to Phillip Island to talk about the six-hour relay that's taking place this weekend. It's basically a motorsport meet where there'll be a bunch of car clubs in a regularity event across six hours, and it's, it, in essence, you set a target time and you try and maintain that across a relay event. It's looking exciting. Be down there for the weekend, and uh, we'll be back on Monday to report it, and I'll let you know when it'll be going to air on Channel 31 soon. Awesome. Okay, well, that is the Sports Desk. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thank you very much, Liam and Jason. I've been Sam and Hennett, of course, and the nerves are hitting me now. I've got to make my way <laughs> over to the MCG. Oh, I'll, I'll calm you happen? down. We've got a Trivium Video podcast coming out. Listen to some Ronnie James Dio it's on It's going to be a big show on Mondays where you can catch us at 5 p.m. Catch the podcast, sin.org.au, and sp- social media, Sports Desk Sin. That's this. Goodbye. Reviews and previews this AFL season. Listen to the Sports Desk live Fridays and Mondays 5pm on SIN 90.7 FM and on syn.org.au.